I'm Jason. And I'm Jules. And we doing filmographies. And on the fourth day of Pittsmith, my true love gave to me less than zero. Can you see Brad Pitt? It's pretty hard. He's in a striped tank top. And later on, he gets knocked over during a fight. It's still hard to see him. Which fight? There's a fight towards the end when he rescues Julian from Rip's party. I think so. He's in two different parties. Yeah. You didn't see him at either one. No. I saw him at both. Yeah. But both times, it's like, did that happen? Was that Pitt? That was Uh, Pitt. I was like, the the problem is going in. You don't know what to look for, right? So he, I think because I don't know what to look for, I'm looking for everything other than actually him. It's like when you can't find your keys, mm-hmm. and then you're just like, oh, they're right here, right? Once you stop thinking about it. But Brad Pitt aside, I really enjoyed this. Oh, really? I was surprised. I, I'm torn. I used to really like this movie a ton. Mm-hmm. I still kind of do. As I was watching it, I was thinking like, I wish Nicholas Winding Refn had shot this mm. because the director is not great. There's a couple of pretty good shots, That's mainly really involving the much. car, like the car and like mm-hmm. the tunnel that they go to later. Those are pretty and nice looking. Going into the the let's fuck Christmas party or whatever, that looks kind of cool. But every like shot should look like a painting. It should be a beautiful. There should be amazing lighting. Nah, it doesn't really have that. It's kind of not great in that way. It's incredibly jarring. At the beginning, the black and white sequences. But overall, I mean, there were some major technical issues. Interesting. I don't know what you mean. In this. Um, we get to it? Well, yeah, I suppose we will. Man, I fucking forgot I was going to read the book before tonight. Oh. I have a PDF on my phone. I read the first two chapters. Mm. I don't even know if they're chapters. Did Much... he like this adaptation? I'm guessing. Brady Sinalis? Yeah. I'm sure he fucking didn't. I'm assuming he doesn't like any of them because they're but all. This isn't the movie. Isn't the book? No, God, no. It's like a couple of the characters. The party in the beginning, the let's fuck one, is still there. The book is insanely gay, and uh, which is wonderful. But I think it's more about like depraved rich people mm-hmm. watching, hor- like just being detached from the awfulness of life. Like I think there's one moment where they watch. He like sees a bunch of his friends in an alley stomping a dog to death, or maybe it's a homeless person. I can't remember. Yeah, but it's like that's that's what the book is. Yeah, because the book doesn't have really a central plot. No, it's, it's just a collection of stories involving a group of people that know each other. Oddly enough, the sequel novel, Imperial Bedrooms, I read that too. That's bad. Has the original novel's characters return? But they're aware of the film version of Less Than Zero, which yeah. occurs in this world. But I don't know if it's based on their experiences from the first book. Is or... there monsters that steal his child in that? Lunar Park. I don't know shit about novels. I don't read. Brett Easton Ellis like, hit a wall at some point and his book stopped being good or interesting. So the, I guess there was a test screening to... Uh, people ages 15 to 24, and they oh, did this? not. Yeah. 15-year-olds went to go see this? I mean, it, it was rated R, so not technically, but they're getting in. Well, maybe it was unrated at that point. But they did not like Robert Downey Jr.'s character. 
Which is interesting because he's basically the best part of the movie, minus like one scene where you're like, "Well, that's not how you would act." But well, that's because they did a bunch of reshoots and did a, some additional footage for both him and Jamie Gertz, and that's when they added in like the celebratory opening graduation scene. I just want you guys to be the first to know that I, Julian Wells, have just become a fully financed record producer and like established them more as. The problem I have with this movie is the problem I have with a lot of these movies like this specifically where it's a bunch of people who have great means and so it's hard to sympathize with them because it's like they have this one problem and it's a bad problem but everything else is just like catered to you know it's sad that they have a drug problem but no other aspect of their life is challenging. Well, I mean, he he was suffering through failure trying to get that record label off the ground. Right, but I mean, it was like handed to him. It wasn't like he had... When you watch a movie like Requiem for a Dream... Soon, millions of people will see me and they'll all like me. It's like, these guys, They're not only are people. they fucked up, but yeah, they have to contend with like paying rent. And, you know, Robert Downey Jr. owes 50 grand and has no way to repay it. But at the same time, hey, he's got a pay. way to repay it. But at the same time, it's like it's hard to see him really suffer. Not, not to, I sound like an asshole saying that, but when you come from such a privileged background and you're still, he's still getting blow. He's still revolving around this lifestyle of lavish, you know, excess. I mean, but he's not. I disagree with you a bit. But, uh, I mean, he's not living at home anymore. He's not living the high life. True. He's couch surfing. He's basically homeless. He's still wearing Armani suits or whatever. That's, I mean, he's got his clothes from Where? when he was rich. I don't know. Maybe, you, I mean, he packed a bag with him. I, I think, yeah. I mean, and I, like I said, I sound like an asshole saying that. But, I don't know, man. It's 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 hard. I, I think maybe my problem is is it's hard to see a person squander this privilege and opportunity. I mean, I, I agree it's frustrating, but at the same time, they're basically no different than you or I in that they were raised within this situation mm -hmm. and they know no different than where they are. And drugs sink their teeth into you no matter what you're doing, man. Some people are more predisposed. I mean, think of all the kids that have uh, killed themselves en masse sure. due to the opioid epidemic that's sure. been going on for 20 years. Well, Lots of rich and middle-class kids. And maybe it's the the fact that there is this access to excess that gets them embroiled in this to begin with. You know, can't buy me happiness is what they say, even though I think that's not true. You can pretty easily probably buy some happiness yeah, as long as you're buying the right thing, right? I think if I was rich, I'd ruin my life quickly i would like to be rich i mean if i was rich i'd like to think that i would indulge myself in the things that i have passion in i'd be sick of this dick and everything of course you would be <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like i don't know jenny i'm rich now i'd be like i'm so horny i'm sorry i'd be like a producer okay i just get my hand i'd be dabbling in like cheap film i wouldn't be making it that's far too complicated and and the work is involved mm -hmm. i'd just be throwing around money producing movies and making that back end on the netflix hulu horror garbage you know making people do casting couches for me okay boys rape them oh nice you know did you do you got any more trivia about this movie i'm very curious um well i got a couple of things 
For, apparently, Brad Pitt, and this, who knows if this is true, oh, he shit, was paid $38 oh. for his extra role. I mean, he's invisible, so yeah. <laughs> There's one point, the character Bill. Yeah, that guy. Is he? He's in other stuff? He looks very recognizable. A little bit, yeah. I mean, he's been around the block, for sure. He's he's intimidating. This is Rip's. He's credited as Hop. Rip's henchman. I thought they were calling him Rick. Oh, yeah. Should we do the synopsis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or wait, we're still doing trivia, so maybe no. The, no, no. The only other trivia I have, and we'll get to this one, but later when, I mean, both can occur when they occur, but later on in the movie when Jamie Gertz and, and uh, Andrew McCarthy are looking for Robert Downey Jr., uh-huh. and they get to that nightclub and she's doing a quick bump under the stairs and she notices Bill and he starts following her. At the very end of the tracking shot, you can see the not only the boom mic, but the boom mic operator, he's standing there holding the fucking mic and he's looking at the camera like, are we cutting? And then <laughs> James Spader grabs Jamie Gertz and pulls her back and the camera whips around and they just fucking go with it. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking quite evident. Time, time, time. See what's Less Than Zero, yeah, named after an Elvis Costello song. After graduating from high school and heading off to college, separating from his two closest friends, Clay, Andrew McCarthy, gets an enigmatic message from his ex-girlfriend Blair, Jamie Gertz, asking Clay to return home for the holidays. Upon arriving, she has a little vampire boy that she needs to protect. Letty! Upon arriving, it becomes immediately clear that their other friend, Julian, Robert Downey Jr. is in bad shape with a spiraling drug habit and seemingly endless access to cocaine from local dealer Rip, James Spader, who thought Jules, who Jules thought everyone was calling Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Blair also has a drug problem, but she has yet to hit rock bottom. Although, even Even though, though, yeah, come on. Although, even though. Although even though she is aware of Julian's current situation, she's quickly heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. Clay and Blair do their best to avoid Rip and his attack dog Bill, Michael Bowen, although he's named Hop in the credits, in order to get Julian the help he needs to ultimately see that he is worth more, not less than zero. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good synopses. Yeah. I, it's hard to tell. This movie kind of feels expensive. I, it seems like it's got a little money behind it, yeah. What does something else seem cheap to you about it? No. So it it had an estimated budget of eight million dollars. Okay. All right. Worldwide gross twelve point four million. That's weird. That this. I do you think it's the gay angle? Opening weekend, three million. I feel like this was like Andrew McCarthy and James Spader and Jamie Gertz and Robert Downey, I guess to some extent. Their attempt to sort of tackle more adult material. Yeah, I remember seeing the box at the movie store, and I believe I was told I was not old enough to watch it. So it was several years before I saw it. Yeah, because the the homosexual prostituting. It's kind of almost my favorite part of this. It really doesn't rear its head until the very end. Right. It's tiptoed around. How else are you going to pay that shit off? Well, here's what He's I'm wondering. He's not looking so pretty by that point either, by Here, the way. Here's what I'm wondering. Who are the are these people getting blow? No, that wouldn't make sense. In exchange for what's the what are they paying for sex? I think so. Is he also a pimp? I Rip? think 
I think that he's providing them with cocaine. I think he's also providing them with a good time. Okay. I don't know if he's getting money back. And I don't know if this is just like paying homage to the book. Because uh-huh. my recollection of the book is that the world is much more queer than what we see in the movie. Okay. I thought Robert's character was gay, which is quickly debunked. No, because he's fucking uh, Jamie, Jamie Gertz. Gertz. Yeah, right. He kind of loves her. I just thought going in, like, oh, he's gay, and they take advantage of that. No, he doesn't want to do it. No, no, he's not about it at all. No, until they give him some crack to smoke. Boy. He's not even snorting cocaine at that point. He's smoking crack. Well, he was smoking crack. At the club. That, yes. And then thereafter at Rip's place, even though he's uninvited at Rip's place. Julian, this cannot go on forever. You owe me a lot of cash, and I'm carrying you like I'm stupid. The movie opens up. And hey, can, listen, nope. I'm kind of on Rip's side with this. Are you? Absolutely. <laughs> Rip's, Rip's not out of line, man. Even though it's meant to be a dickhead move, his speech to Andrew McCarthy when he shows up, like, leave Julian alone, he goes, I am not the problem here, all right? Julian is. Julian's dead. Forget about him. I'm telling you that as a friend, Glenn. It's fucking true. He's done. You don't need to worry about this. He's going to fucking drag you down. Yeah. Uh, and I'm you like, can, you know what? As a Julian to another, he ain't wrong. You can bail him out right now, sell your car, get some money from your family. It's probably going to be a problem again soon. And and, and and it's it's worth it for one shot for your best friend, right? Right. That's my mindset going in. Yeah. And you can tell thereafter that Julian or or Clay, or Andrew McCarthy's character, he goes to him. He goes, "So what is? Because now he's actually thinking." Yeah, I can drop fifty grand and buy this guy off, mm-hmm. but to what end, right? His Julian's dad is tough love, maybe a little bit too tough, but at the same time, I get it. It has only been like four months. It is not even <laughs> one year yeah. since they graduated from college, from yeah. high school. He has spiraled into the shitter in like four months. You know, and and you don't want to go bit too back too far, but it. I wish. They don't. Ast- I wish he would have done a bump or something at the graduation. Well, I mean, they're walking around with those giant champagne bottles. Yeah, that's insane. That is. I thought they were graduating from college. Seems like it at no. the beginning. No, they're going. They're getting out of high school, and they already got maybe non-alcoholic. No, Welch's. No, nah. sparkling. All right, here we're we're at the beginning of the movie. Let's yeah. fire off. Graduation. Everybody's throwing their hats. Moments later, they're all still wearing their hats. And, hey, Robert Downey Jr. kisses either Clay or Jamie Gertz's mom on the lips when he sees them. Man, I got money for the record company. And Clay's going to college. Jamie Gertz plans to. Is he going somewhere cold? Is he, like, in Chicago or something? I feel feel like like he's in Chicago. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like he's at Harvard, maybe, or Yale. Where's Yale? Yale's in California. I don't know, man. He's a, he, he is at a cold place. University of Minnesota? <laughs> Better than that. Come on. McAllister? Okay, yes. He he is at a seemingly a cold place. So he goes right there, and he gets a phone call from Jamie Gertz. Now, they were – were they dating when he Clay left? And Jamie Gertz? Yeah. Yeah, they were in love. She was supposed to – Wait for him. Uh, Join him? I mean, she was supposed to go to college, too. She stayed behind. One of us? One of us. <laughs> one of us. I don't know. Because – we then I, they're together still is my feeling it, right because when he goes back in black and white he finds her in bed with RDJ, julian yeah. yeah and he throws a shirt at him you mother humper 
I'm, you know, oh man, my bad, or whatever. And then before that, though, in black and white also, Jamie Gertz, she's on a veranda or a balcony. It looks like she's overlooking the fucking ocean. Yeah, is she not? She's got a pimp fucking, not the loft, right? No, but when she's like, I don't want to go. Of course. I can't because I don't. Yeah. I'm in beautiful. a tropical paradise. <laughs> I'm young. I'm hot. I'm in a fucking bungalow on the ocean. Yeah. Although he's he's right when she's like, I've got the jobs I want. She's just a model. Yeah. I mean, modeling, I don't want to disparage it, but I mean, you only have X amount of time where that works. You want to yes. maybe be pushing away at another move. Yeah. As I say a, from my basement where I work two days a week. She's not a supermodel. No, just she's modeling. just a pretty face that is in a soap ad that we see here and i mean she's not obviously hurting for money but it's also not clear how much of her life is being subsidized by her parents i assume probably quite a bit i'd assume i assume they're paying their rent and paying for everything and she's just just got that money to the side right she's spending her hobby or whatever yeah her hobby is cocaine you know you you might be afflicted with synesthesia what yeah and bad interior decorating so she, he gets a phone message like, hey, it's Jamie Gertz. Um, I really like, I need you to come home. And he goes, well, it is the holidays, so I'm going to be there anyways. You want to see me? Julian's not doing so well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, fine. So he's coming home. He's listening to the Bangles. Yeah, it's Hazy Shade of Winter. Hazy Shade of Winter, which I feel like isn't as good of a song as I want it to be, but no, it's no, a no. solid tune. The the beginning part is awesome, but then like the the rest of the lyrics not so good. Yeah. But then it comes back to it. Yeah, it's a, I believe it's a Simon and Garfunkel cover. Okay, because they're talking about like Salvation Army and ringing the bells and shit. I'm like, is this a call for fucking activism? Is this woke? I got super pumped when they were playing it. I was I, like, I did Jenny, too. Jenny, I like this song, and then I got the. I kind of wish they would have shown a little bit more of Beverly Hills in L.A. and the sort of static shots. They double down on that later on when they're driving around listening to christmas and hollis so he gets home you know he drives a corvette at home it's an amazing corvette it's, i and i right off the bat i'm like that's a fucking m1 corvette mm-hmm. you know i'd suck all those dicks that robert jr's sucking to get one of those yeah his room, i'm ready his room is a mess though remember that he's got magazines and not really. Clothes everywhere. I think I remember being like, oh, look, they left his room for him. Oh, because he's got that fucking answering machine. He goes and checks his machine message. It's on play and record? Yeah. But, like, you haven't been there in, like, four months? Yeah. But shouldn't you have, like, a thousand messages? But there's yeah. Just, hey, it's Jamie Gertz. I um, called you before, but I'm calling you now. And I got this little vampire boy over here. <laughs> Letty. <laughs> My name's actually Star. Oh, don't be one of them. It's not worms or don't. whatever. Don't drink that wine. <laughs> it's blood. She, okay. She's really good at looking concerned, scared, and sad. And a little coked out. Yeah. A little bit. But, I mean, I guess that's all she does in this movie, so it's hard to say. But do you think she's a good actor? I don't know. I never was super into Jimmy Gertz. She's in this, and she's in Lost Boys. I like them both. Yeah. You think uh, Andrew McCarthy's a good actor? Uh, I'm getting real Tucker Carlson vibes. I yeah, totally. I liked Andrew McCarthy a lot, but then we watched Getting In for the Long Street Road, and I was like, maybe I don't. Yeah, I like him in this. I think he's good in here. I think yeah, I think he's good in here. I looked at his filmography, and I'm like, God, there really wasn't much after this. No, I was talking about this during the Getting In episode. In like 
after getting in, yeah. it's just a run of bad shit. And then, like, in the late 90s, he was in some awful-looking thing where he has a goatee and guns. <laughs> yeah. And then he doesn't come back until after 2010 when he does, I think it's called The Family on ABC. Okay. Like, he played um, a pedophile that, like, maybe kidnapped a kid but didn't actually kidnap the kid and had served his jail time and is trying to... He's, he's not... He's not... Uh, is it recidivism where mm-hmm. he's he's uh, further having some problems? Mm-hmm. He's he's making do he's with his life. He's he's handling it. Yeah, it's a really good performance. Same thing got for Spader. After one season, Spader fucking rules. He fell off. He did came Secretary back. where he was still beautiful. Yeah, but then he did Blacklist where he's bald. Well, he did that at, in the office before or, or, or after Avengers: Age of Ultron. Because he was just a voice, so I don't know if he was bald on that or not. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I referred to Spader as beautiful in the Getting In episode, and you're like, eh. I, I liked him in here. He's very handsome. He, I mean, aside from his like silk um, overcoat, that, he looks trench coat. Oh, I was thinking like he had a. I was picturing his sweater and silken pants yeah. at his apartment. He looked good there. He's looking awesome, He's dude. Slamming in that hot tub. It's his house where there's all those TVs at the party at the beginning. That's his? That's not I his I mean, house. he's like he's just, hosting it. But... I thought he was just selling Coke there. That's his place. Oh, is he selling Coke? I, I think he's just, I think he's, he said all these people are assholes. I don't think it's his house. Yeah. Because later on he's at that dope apartment. That's like, he's got like a condo or something. Right. I don't think that, that fuck Christmas is like some rich kid they went to okay. high school with. So they go there. He shows up. He goes there to meet Jamie Gertz and and Robert Downey Jr. There's just a wall of TVs when you walk in. Mm-hmm. He's on some of them, but not all of them. It's a fucking garish nightmare. It's not. They don't have cameras feeding into it, do they? Is it? They must because he's on it. Oh, I he thought goes, it was oh, footage from like. Oh, hey, oh, it's me, but it's only like here and there. You know. He says to the lady. Do you girls know you have television sets between your legs? I'll see you later. What a weird thing to say. And they linger on that shot of just their legs dangling in front of a TV that's like just mentioning that they have a TV between their legs because they're sitting on one in a house just full of TVs. I I didn't get it. Like maybe even less cool but would make more sense if like he popped up on the TV and he's like, oh, you're sitting on my face and then just kept moving. I'm Yeah. Is No, is this where we see Brad Pitt? He, I think, as maybe they're about to leave, at some point he struts by on some stairs okay. really fast in his sunglasses and striped tank top. Because I saw a picture of him dancing, and it's isolated. It's like it's just through the screen really quick on some stairs. Okay. And then he also moved like behind some people through a scene slightly before that. Okay. And I was like, that's Brad Pitt. Like, I, I wasn't positive until I looked it up later. Yeah. But I was like, that's Brad Pitt. Because there was a few other people. You said it was like I a saw a guy immediately. Paradise, I was right? like, oh, that's Brad Pitt. Oh, no, he's not. What'd you call it? Didn't you say A Cracker Paradise. Cracker yeah. Paradise. <laughs> You're right. There was like five people I thought until I was like, that is absolutely him. Mm-hmm. And then I was right. So he sees uh, Clay, Andrew McCarthy, sees Jamie Gertz, and he just walks up to her and starts making out with her. So how's school? Great. You know, school. Well, you you look great. Yeah, he's like uh, instantly trying to fuck her, and it's you know, not good. 
Is it? No, it's very rapey. Now, is she not into it because she is only into cocaine? Is it because she's dating Julian or because she doesn't have any room for romance in her heart because of all the above, but also Julian is spiraling? I got the impression that she was just so focused on the fact that Julian was spiraling. Our friend is going to die. Yeah, she's like, I wanted you here specifically for that. If we can address that, everything else, whatever. But then she even says, like, when he's like, ah, I'm going to get out of here. And she's like, aren't you into me or something? And I'm like, well, yeah, he was just thrusting his tongue down your throat. Yeah, he was like, I still love you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't even have a vagina anymore. Please don't touch me. Yeah, this one-inch protrusion in the front of my pants, that's my erection. Oh. For you. Yeah. That's what he says, you know. Oh, he says that. I'm into Well, I no. thought she, she, has, she has a one-inch erection. Yes, both. It's, oh. You know, and give you and take. Dock them. You just get your hand over both of them and keep moving it yeah. together. Yeah. It's like when you put two dreidels together. Oh. So she's like, well, fuck, let's go to a party now. They're at the party. Right. And this party is super weird. He runs into Rip. Rip's just like, oh, hey. He puts Coke in his pocket. Take that. Nah. I like I like Rip, dude. Rip is the bomb. He's a businessman. He's got his eye on the prize. He's also like, Andrew McCarthy, I, I like you. Mm-hmm. I respect you. The He's rest of these people of are fucking garbage, but I respect you. I think so. He seems to also be slanging crack because think- fucking Julian is smoking rocks They went later. to school together, right? Yeah, he's a high, yeah, he's he's high probably their doper dealer. in school, hooked you up, mm-hmm. developed that entire clientele, and then just rolls with it. I mean, he must be like a rich kid also, but this he, is his angle. Maybe, yeah. So they go to another party. And Jamie Gertz is dancing, and Clay's just like, oh, I'm just going to sit here. And Is this the one, has he met up with Robert Downey Jr. yet? Not at the other party? Because at one of the parties, Downey Jr. is like, hey guys, my friends. And then he sees Rip and runs away. Oh, so when they're leaving the first house party, though, the lights go out. And Jamie Gertz goes, oh, it's a, a rolling blackout or something. And then a split second later, the lights come back on. But the TVs are still on during the blackout generator <laughs> i don't know so they yeah they go to another thing i guess and basically they establish that julian is rolling hard he's severely in debt to rip i think this is the second party i don't remember the second party it's not a club because that's where he's smoking that's a club right that's what i mean they go to a second party it's at a club okay it's a club party but he goes yeah i owe you that 50 grand could you I, refer to a, a club as a party though it's a party all night long yeah, I mean, but, come on. but uh, did rip invest in the record company yeah that's i mean but it seems like he's also in deep on coke debt that too but i felt like the 50 grand was his investment in the record company. yeah because he goes what's up with that what up with that and he goes ah, i don't got it but if you float me another two g's I got some women asking me about that blow. And he's like, okay, here you go. And he goes I, and does it. God, I mean, I imagine he has like such a good cocaine hookup that that cocaine's cost him the next to nothing. I mean, but Jamie Gert says there's fucking money. It might have been cut too hard with speed, though. You know what I was impressed with in this movie? Every single scene, Robert Downey Jr. looks worse. Hmm. It is really impressive yes. how much more awful he looks. You're like, oh man, he's looking rough. So much worse later. Yeah, once he's start sleeping on the beach you notice like a little white yeah foaming or crust mm-hmm. in his corner of his mouth it took me to be like that is for sure that right That's- his lips are getting drier who who thought of this this is great well so i guess the director told the boys 
uh, to go out and party. Really? Before this. Did to he ruin Robert Downey Jr.'s life? Develop that repertoire. And that one night, Andrew McCarthy had to bail Downey out of jail because he was in the middle of the street, like, howling at the moon or some shit. Andrew McCarthy doesn't seem wild, though. No. was He seems chill. Why are they partying? Robert Downey Jr. himself, he even said, you know, he was doing drugs at this point. But... I think he was doing drugs since he was, like, very young. Yeah. But it was this movie where he was doing drugs while working and... Like it's kind of a during free pass. the day or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you you can do that for this movie as long as you remember your lines. Right. I think he's recreationally doing drugs, but maybe to develop this character even more, he's doing them a little bit harder. I would totally be into that idea if I was doing this. I would be like, yeah, man, I'm gonna get a little strung out while I'm doing this movie. Boy, when we see him later, coming in just fucking a whirlwind when they find him, and he's eventually going through withdrawal. But when he first comes into their apartment. There's a scene, there's a little thing he does where he sees something and you can tell he himself has a moment where he's like, I don't like that. And then he slaps it, whatever it is. He like knocks it off of a table or something. We don't quite see what it is. But you could tell that at this moment, he's like incorporating everything into this scene. And it's a fucking doozy, man. He looks maniacal. He's just sweating profusely. Boy, he, he delivers in this movie. He's a great actor. I've always liked him a lot. Yeah. I would be up for doing him on the show, but I don't want to do the Marvel movies. That's just it. It's a tough call, right? Because he does a lot when he's young. And then he has like a slew of pretty bad movies. Yeah. Ever until since he they hits found like him in dreams and sleeping uh, in his neighbor's kid's crib. It's, it's the kid's bed. It wasn't the crib. He didn't crawl into a crib. A crib's well. got bars. I'd go into a crib over a bed. But they flipped the fuck out when they found it. Yeah, there, yeah, as yeah. They should. Of and course. And he was like incoherent just trying to continue sleeping. I mean, in a lot of ways, this movie feels almost biographical about him. But you just didn't know it at the time, you know. And, and in some ways, it's the catalyst that propels him to this yeah. um, realization of this sort of arc for the character, you know. But so Clay, boy, he's trying to help julian but really all he does is he just sits down with him a couple of times here and there like hey what's up bro i don't think he quite knows the gravity of the situation he doesn't it reveals itself a piece more at a time i mean basically when he finds julian crouched and cowering by his pool when he's visiting with his parents Mm -hmm. then he's like oh shit even then though i don't think he has seen it he's aware of it but when Julian steals the jewelry, he's more, it's hard to say where he's at. Is he more like, I got to get that jewelry back or I got to get to this guy before he now has the ability to buy more more drugs? And we never really find out what happens. Yeah. I kind of think it's a little bit of both. Like, how dare you? But also he needs help. Right. Now, question. Yep. When Julian wakes up in the park on mm-hmm. his leaf pillow mm-hmm. on the bench, that's amazing. He's sleeping at a pile of leaves. Andrew McCarthy has discovered him, or they both slept there that night? He discovers him. Okay, because that car is parked like directly behind the tree on what doesn't look like a road. Well, and whose car is it? Well, it's not his, huh? It's not that little red thing. No, it's not. It's like a, almost like a Continental or something, like a green one. How are we going to get these 50s cars, you and me? I don't know. I don't think we're ever going to get one, are we? No. I want a Christine. I want to race Iceman. 
Keith Gordon? Can we have Christine? <laughs> yeah. I know you don't have it, but better. She buy it for us. So yeah, no, I I don't know whose car that is because I guess that he doesn't go with them to that party, does he? What party? The the family party? The club after the house party cuz that's where we that's where then Rip is. the the next morning that's where he that's why he's there. So Andrew McCarthy's just like, "Yeah, are you all good?" And he's just like, oh, "I'm fine, man." And he's just like, "All right, I don't really I'm homeless. Deal with I this. sleep on a pile of leaves." So he leaves and it's it's a progressive series of it's it's interesting because ultimately the movie's about clay but he's the straight man he's chill yeah he really he apparently did cocaine in high school did he i mean that's i mean rip gives him that coke like he used to do coke i but guess he's like i don't fuck with coke anymore because i'm a college student and it's hard because robert home for the yeah. holidays rdj does say you know man we used to be legends you think they miss us because he goes, I went to the school recently, and boy, it seems weird. He's like, you think the younger guys miss us? No. Yeah, Clay's like, absolutely not. God, it's the so weird. The fuck are you talking about? 87, dude, cocaine was still like, I mean, okay, so the 70s, cocaine is totally chill. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. People are getting strung out, but nobody thinks anything of it. Early 80s, same thing. Crack starts to come onto the scene, like in the mid eighties. Yeah, sound about right. Yeah, well, and Sherman as well. But the problem is, why are you throwing Sherman in there? Because it's in there. All right. Sherman Helmsley, man. Okay. The problem is, is yeah, the coke that you're getting in the seventies is just coke, you know. But the more it becomes a conglomerate, the coke industry. Yeah. That's when they learn that they can step on it and cut it, and now they're cutting it with speed. They're cutting it with whatever formaldehyde and then a guy realizes hey if you rock this with baking soda it's like you use less but it gets Super you 10 times as high for just, three minutes exactly it just as time progresses just drugs become more and more incrementally addictive and powerful well and i mean now at this point everything's cut with fentanyl a fucking man-made fake opiate that's mm-hmm. super powerful and is killing everybody left and right yeah and yeah yeah making them bottom out insanely quick yeah so uh, can we get back to that old cocaine and <laughs> heroin and marijuana yeah let me give get us that, that dirt shit dirt sticks and berries baby my heart would explode if i got some pure cocaine right now so yeah i mean julian's dad he's turned his back on him we talked about this when i forgot refresh my memory you can't stay here Live your life any way you want, but not here. Just give me a second. You're a father and I'm a son. I'm your son. I'm sleepy. Get out. I'll call the police. Because he's stolen, lied, cheated. He's put him through rehab. He lied his way through it. He's got a, a big head son who wants to thrash Julian. Get out of the house! Get out of the house! No. I mean, he's obviously like wicked dramatized by his brother's spiral. Yeah. Well, and he has to hear about it. Again in like four months. He's like, Dad, I'm over here... You know, whatever, and you're just worried about this idiot. Love me. But his uncle is, is like- Is that Julian talking about his stupid little brother? That's his little brother talking about Julian. Well, his little brother's got all of his dad's love. His dad's like, I'm going to focus on you because yeah, you're but the I think only he also notices that he doesn't live up to the measure of the hole in his dad's heart for Julian. From the cocaine? It it's wore the a betrayal and heart. loss that, yeah. But his uncle is like totally fucking enabling him. Yeah. He shows up at his 
dealership gets into a car oh what's up homie i mean this is the 80s where you were just making money hand over fist dude this sure but he's like ah, i need 15 grand for this club motherfucker and he's like okay where's the place let's have a look cool you want a bump please my office loving it his club idea is a pretty good idea well i mean it's an idea yeah I guess you would have to wonder why the other club disappeared. A great no. club that a guy wants to walk away from and only wants 15000 to own it. Was it fifteen total? Well, that's what he was asking for, you know. So, yeah, it's just getting nuts. Julian's you, getting worse. How did this record label fall through? How do you even have a record label fall through? Well, by not signing good artists, I guess. I don't even think he got that far. That's not the vibe I got. That would take more than four months to have loser artists and lose all your money. Who knows, it seems man. like he invested and it just seems like he got investment and just spent it on something other than a club or a record label. Cocaine? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was buying sandals. I, I don't know. Right. So his life's shit. His dad doesn't want him, rips on him about the 50K he owes him. I mean, his dad loves him. He's just like, no, I didn't trouble. say he didn't. His dad's actually doing the right thing by letting him bottom out. Sure, you can't, as much as you, it's tough love, as much as you want it to change, you can't just keep enabling him by proxy. Yeah, you can just, I mean, he did the right thing where he's like, if you, if you can stay sober a week, I'll help you. I yeah. mean, even if he was just like, dude, I love you so mm -hmm. much, I can't enable you. You're going to die. You need to fall into a pile of shit. And so he, he whatevers, you know, he starts doing blowjobs. Dad, I'm just gonna I'm gonna power through this. I'm gonna suck as many dicks as it takes to get to fifty thousand dollars. Jack was in fact listening to us at the vents last week oh. when we were doing the Brad Pitt TV. He was like, "You guys say the f word a lot." <laughs> I was like, Hi, "Fucking man. a right." <laughs> Go to bed. Uh, yeah, get the fuck out. Of you here. know. And, and I mean, this is the movie. You know, there's things happening. Him and Jamie Gertz are kind. There's a really actually a cool scene where him and Jamie Gertz hook up, and we first meet who he calls himself Billy. He just oh, walks Clay, into the Clay loft. and Jamie Gertz. It sounds like you're talking about Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I'm sorry. Clay and Jamie Gertz. They are hooking up. They're trying to rekindle their romance, and Billy just walks in. Yeah. He goes, hey, y'all. Looking for Julian. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Julian here? No. Okay. Well, if you see him, you tell him to give me a call, huh? I'm Bill. Lock your fucking door. I'm dude. Billy. Well, and then he goes, he's about to leave, and he stops, and he goes, you're Blair, and I don't know you. And he's out. Oh. Four months. Yeah. Four months. What is this world in the last four months? I don't know, man. Armageddon. So, so much has changed. It's crazy. Well, they live young and fast. And, and so, fuck, man. You know, they eventually, Julian's smoking cock. Uh, he does want to clean. and rock. He does want to cl clean up. And he gets to the point where his dad's like, Julian, can you stay clean for one week? For one damn week? I'll do everything I can to help you, but I need you to help me too. And he's like, I'm going to do it, Dad. I'll try. And then what's what happens right away? Well, he goes to talk to Rip. And Rip's got the fucking uh, glass dick ready, and Billy's got the blowtorch. Well, Bill's got the dick and the, and the torch. All right, yeah. He goes to him, he goes, hey, Rip, I, I want out, man. And Rip's like, <laughs> Julian, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? You're a junkie. You're not going to quit. I'm going to get you back your money. You look so sincere when you say that, but, you know, I've heard all this before. Now, are you ready? Because he wants them to suck multiple dicks in a night. 
doesn't just one dick. He's turning him out, dude. Yeah, he is. Big He's time. got so much debt. Like, what else are you going to do? It's like, all right, I mean, I can kill you. Someday you're going to pay me back. No, mm-hmm. work it off. I'm not going to have you sell drugs well, for me because you will do them. And honestly, not even work it off. Just become one of my sex workers. Yeah. And you will eventually die. Good for Rip having a, a sex worker harem. He's nothing if not an entrepreneur. God, he's doing real good for somebody who just got out of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the opposite of Julian over there. So he, Julian's smoking some some serious pole, you know? And Julian's not looking good at this point. He looks no. greasy and crazy. His uh, dry spot is kind of a little bit irritated now. Dude, honestly, do you think people want him sucking their dicks I at wouldn't. this point? No, he looks fucking gross. This is a crackhead. Like, if you give me pristine Robert Downey Jr., who honestly looks better now than he did as a young man, mm-hmm. I guess I still don't want him to suck my dick, but <laughs> compared to crackhead Robert Downey Jr., no thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if he really wanted to suck it, I'd let him, but... Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't stop him. Jason, come on. You might really enjoy it. Like, I mean, I probably will. Maybe. What? I mean, if it gets hard, I think we're good to go. Yes. I don't know if it will, but if it does, right on. I bet you it would. I don't know. I bet you it would. Okay. So, we, you know, we did kind of skip over Robbie Downey Jr.'s rock bottom sequence. They don't know where he's at. They eventually find him sleeping on her steps with a gun. Does he have a gun? He does. He gets oh, up. Oh, he acts a little crazy. Julian, he gets up. What? And the gun falls. It's like a thirty-eight. How did I not notice this gun? I just he, thought he, just he was acting real crazy. He's got the crazy eyes. He's like out of it. He gets up and it falls down and Andrew McCarthy picks it up. I'm thinking, well, where does he get it? Is that when he sold the jewelry and got a gun? So, I mean, he just comes into the house and it's just the Robert Downey Jr. show, man. His eyes are as big as your nipples. You know, and <laughs> nice callback. Yeah. He goes, I'm going to throw up. And she goes, get the fucking back. And Andrew McCarthy is just like, huh? Huh? It's like, you know, Tucker Carlson being faced with a mob of Antifa. He just, he doesn't know what to do. Guys, everything was real chill four months ago when I went <laughs> to college. <laughs> I know you're strung out and you know that <laughs> he needs his gold bucket. Yeah. And, and he goes, look, man, you know, to Jamie Gertz, he goes, yeah, we had some good times though, right? Except for all the fucked up shit. She goes, mm. Andrew McCarthy's made it clear he's leaving as soon as he can. Because it's Christmas. Although it seems to be Christmas every fucking day for two weeks here. Uh-huh. And he goes, look, Jamie Gertz, I'm leaving. If I have to take Julian with me to get him clean, I will. But I want you to come with me too. He leaves. He goes to talk to Rip. Hey, Rip, I'm going to sell my car or whatever. I'll get you the 50K. Just leave Julian alone. And Rip's like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? I'm sick of the way you're talking to me. Do you see how, do you see, my, my penis is big. Yeah. I demand respect. And so then Julian relapses with the glass dick. He's blowing other real dicks. They're flesh made. And, and Andrew McCarthy comes in and he grabs him. Get out of here. And he throws him in the car. But then he goes to a different party to get Jamie Gertz. Apparently Bill and Rip just magically teleport there. And this is where the Brad Pitt is. They're fighting. Yeah. Brad Pitt gets knocked over. Does he? Yeah. He like falls within the spader tipping scene spader hits bill in the face with a glass icicle or something lays him out they get into their car and they whip a wicked uh, fishtail donut and get the hell out of there i guess there were already skid marks in the road from earlier takes uh, a little fyi there for you is this the trivia you've been holding on to for the whole time no <laughs> that was the tv blackout 
Okay. And and they get the hell out of there. They stop to get some gas, but the intention is to basically just drive to Harvard or wherever the fuck he's going to school. But Julian's dead. No, you missed the stumble where his like blood pressure takes him oh. around. All right. Just got this uncontrollable urge to fall down. Is that what it is? Is blood pressure? I don't know, man. Seems like there's some heart issues. Some some things happen where he has to sit down on the ground, and he's like, "Everything's fine." And he's dead. Yeah. At this point, cardiac arrest. I'm assuming, but does this feel rushed? The death. Yeah. I mean, it worked on me when I was younger, but now I'm like, ah. He hasn't smoked that coke for. It's been a lot of hours. Yeah. He. Why looks, is he dead now? He looks like shit because he's strung out. And he's sleeping on rocks on the beach. But he's still sleeping. He, I mean, as far as we know... People live on the streets for like 10 years doing all the drugs. Yeah, that stumble at the gas station, because then four minutes later he's dead. Because we don't know what he died from. Mm -hmm. You know, was it cardiac arrest? I mean, maybe he had like a heart murmur or something. I'm like, oh no, does he already have AIDS? No. No. What the hell's going on no. here? And he, no, he's dead. Bad jewels, bad. Um, well, I, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You wouldn't die like this. I don't think. I mean, it's it's it possible seems for sure. It sudden. seems if you if it was the cocaine that killed him, I think it would have happened long ago. I mean, I guess it could have worn him down. Because I'm thinking like he'd been clean for six hours, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. When he goes to his dad, and then he goes to see Rip, and he's on the glass deck. So I'm like, well, if he had, if it had been an overdose, he would have died there. Right. So it's not an OD. Yeah, he wasn't smoking crack nonstop for like six hours. But it also, I mean, I guess we don't. I mean, it seems like he's living hard, and we don't know how much he does. But I don't think he is living that hard, man. I mean, he's like sleeping outside, but I don't think he's like hasn't eaten in a week. No, he's still got friends and shit. We see him get high like once each night. He smokes a little bit here. He smokes a little bit there. He's looking bad, but ah, boy, it really feels like they really hit you with this one. And and having just edited high art again, it feels like well, junkies die. Yeah, you know. And but it isn't in a in high art. It, it, it might be an immediate overdose. We don't know. But this definitely is not. No. And it, it doesn't feel truthful. He just like goes in his sleep. Because, I mean, Andrew McCarthy's driving. He's right next to him. He's yeah. not like... <gasps> no, no, no. He's not grasping He's already straw. dead. Yeah. Jamie Gertz is sleeping. She wakes up. No. She says... I remember this hitting me pretty good the first time I saw it. Sure. Like, it was a surprise, and it was sad, because I liked Robert Downey Jr. This I... time, it's like, yeah. Jenny yeah. was actually pretty funny. She didn't want to watch this. <laughs> she watched the first 10 minutes just because she was getting ready to watch her show. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want to watch... A downward spiral for an hour and a half. I was like, "That is exactly what's what it's going to be." And then later on, as we're getting closer to the end, I said, "What do you think is going to happen to these people?" She's like, "I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is going to die. Mm-hmm. Maybe the girl. Maybe all of them. I don't know, but probably him." And I was like, "Hey, he's dead. You're right." Yeah, I wonder. I I would have preferred if they had gotten to the school, cleaned himself up a little bit. Then he had like a sudden relapse and died. Oh, I don't know. I think dying in the car is pretty poetic. It works for the movie's advantage. It doesn't make sense, but it's like no. a good shot, them driving down the road and him being it, just dead in the front seat. Well, well but then good. it jumps to them at a his funeral. Mm-hmm. So they just go back to L.A. and... They should have cut it after he was dead, right? Like, I, th- I was like, road, cut. are they going to bury him in the desert? 
<laughs> not a good idea. No. And, you know, so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I liked it more than I thought I would. But I also felt like there there was going to be more, like I said, like when we actually see him trying to flight a guy, it's like the end of the movie. I mean, you don't really see him trying to flight him. He's just like kind of on the ground. He's in his crotch. You almost see his bush when he grabs him. And he had done it once before, about the midway point of the movie. I don't know. It just sort of feels, I, 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 I don't know, whatever, man. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the book before the next episode. When we do Dark Side of the Sun, yeah. I will tell you about the book. So, what did you get the movie? I, uh, I, dude, I used to like this movie a lot. Yeah, like I probably would have given it a nine back in 2002. I would give it like a six and a half. Like I, I think with a better director, it could have been amazing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the parts are there. I think the story is pretty good, but I think the director is kind of clunky. I have to pee really bad. Yeah, I saw this when I was far too young and couldn't quite process a lot of what I was seeing. So seeing it now, fucking 35 years later or whatever. Yeah, no, go. Uh, I, I found it to be a, a fairly good movie. It's dated, of course. Overall, I enjoyed it. I really identified, oddly enough, with Andrew McCarthy, and I bought his performance. Jamie Gertz was fine, but that could also just be the time. Uh, But Robert Downey Jr. is absolutely on fire in this movie. James Spader, fucking dope. Michael Bowen, top notch. Uh, If I had to give this movie a a numerical score, uh, which I am contractually obligated to do, uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Seven's pretty good. It is. I would say the there's like only one moment where I didn't think Robert Downey Jr. was great. Okay. That was when he was being stupid while they're driving around in the car and he's standing up and just blathering. Oh, at first he's like, his feet are hanging out and then he almost falls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like his coke spiel. I was like, well, this isn't good. I don't believe this. He's a little too edgy. He really throws it in their face that he had an affair with Jamie Gertz. Yeah. A couple of times. Because I think he I think he secretly loves her, right? Maybe not so secretly. Yeah, I guess. Uh, she's hard to get a read on. Like where she where, what what drove her into his arms? I think loneliness. I think that I guess, they were yeah, they but, were the three musketeers, right? They were the three best friends. Yeah, One of them abandoned the other two, even though Jamie Kurtz didn't follow her plan of also going to college. You know what we need? And they false found solace in each other. A prequel series. <laughs> Yeah. Five seasons. And then it gets canceled before it even establishes <laughs> what we're looking for. What do you give Pitt? I mean, uh, yeah, six. The pitometer. Uh, 100 on the I give pitometer. him an eight because I didn't even notice him. Right. I'll give him a six. He was doing doing fine. I would like to say with this movie that like the cocaine angle is like, yeah, we're really grown up. I feel like the, the queer themes of turning yourself out to suck dicks for Mm -hmm. cocaine i feel like that's the heart of the movie but i feel like that's like really gives it the heft the weight and the thing that makes it extra interesting that makes spader extra scary and interesting also yeah i wish they would have explored it a little bit more i yeah i would have liked to seen julian on a few more dates maybe well especially because when he confesses to him that he wants to get clean spader does this thing where he sits down he's like come have a seat on like the love seat next to him 
And I was thinking like, oh, is he going to make him blow him? Man, and Spader's like, I believe also just out of high school. <laughs> He's gone 19? full nefarious villain and like being like, okay, He's okay. prostituting his friends. My my whore wants to get clean, yeah. so let's just charm him back into smoking this rock. Because he's just going to fe- keep feeding him rock until he's dead. Yeah. I mean, he has no intention of like keeping a tally, a running tab of, up. Oh, that's a thousand, up. Oh, that's a, you know. You're just going to live on cocaine and cum. You don't even need food. No, that 50 bucks is it, it, a bag of Cheetos. God. Sop up all that seminary in your stomach. Spader's so good in this. I find him he's really intimidating and scary too. But also 100% right. Mm -hmm. Team Spader. (laughs) Rip all the way. Yeah. Go rip. Uh, I like this movie slightly more now that we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. My enjoyment of it, I think, has buoyed your spirits. Usually I'm the one talking you out of your score. Like, this movie movie fucking sucks. Hey, everybody, tomorrow, tune in to a fucking dickload of TV shows. Oh, man. Not all was of them. It a lot. Friends? <laughs> we got all of them. What do you mean, no? Are you talking about Glory Days? I don't know. Because Glory Days doesn't exist online. That show aired and never came back. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. TV shows. So many fucking Brad Pitt TV shows. Another World. Dallas. Head of the Class. Growing Pains? Yeah. Times two. Fucking Freddy's Nightmares. Can you believe that? A Nightmare on Elm Street to TV show? What's that going to be like? Tune in tomorrow to find out. 30-something. Hey, did you know that there was a attempt to do a different TV show? And they're like, nah, just make it a Tales from the Crypt. Yep, we got that too. And there's also a short film with Elias Coteus called Contact. That's tomorrow. Yeah, he plays Cox in that. Where's your extra TV show? I missed one? Maybe it was that one. Glory Days? Yeah. Yeah, you can't find it. There's only like a teaser of it. A He's also in, in uh, Jackass. Yeah, I mean, that's so much later. TV series. I remember that. He was, a, he was in a monkey suit. Well, and also they kidnap him from a, a line outside like a food truck or something. Oh, interesting. Is that the, that's a TV show? Yeah, that's from yeah. the MTV show. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, YouTube. We do in filmographies. We would really like you to subscribe to us. Could yeah. you do that? Tell one of your friends. You guys like movies. You're already listening to this. We're going to do a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can also find us on Twitter at Do Filmographies. You can email us at we filmographies at gmail.com. Julian, go ahead and tell them that phone number for the voicemail. Seven six three three two seven five. Seven six three six three four. Yeah, one eight nine, nine seven. seven. That's what I said. That is what he said. You heard it. Don't S- corroborate it. Seven six three six six three, three four, four one one eight, eight nine, nine seven. seven. The voicemail for the podcast. Is that? I mean, is that all we say? Oh, hey, mm-hmm. we're also part of the Now Playing Network. Oh, right. We didn't. Yeah. Check that shit out. There's all sorts of podcasts you might enjoy listening to. I enjoy listening to them. I listen to the Directors Club and Movie Madness on the regular. They defecate in their hand and they smear it all over the wall. So you got shit everywhere. Nice. Whatever you like, there's shit for it. (laughs) Nowplayingnetwork.net. Yeah. Head on over there. Check it out. We'll see you tomorrow with a dickload of TV shows. And... Bucket of cum? There you go. All right. (laughs) Good night.
He was, oh. 